Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. She had to speak up because what she saw was morally and medically appalling. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Well, that statement is from a woman by the name of Jamie Reed. She should know about what she's talking about. She spent more than four years as a caseworker at the Washington University Transgender Center at St. Louis Children's Hospital. She describes herself as queer with political leanings left of Bernie Sanders, yet despite being married to a trans man, a woman who identifies as a man, Jamie is now horrified at what the gender-bending propaganda is doing to our children, and she is now fighting to stop it. You know, Matt, she thought she was going to help children by working there, but after she started working there, she was, like you said, horrified. I mean, for example, soon after she arrived at this so-called transgender center, she was shocked by the lack of formal protocols for treatment. And the physician co-directors were essentially the, the sole authorities for these various decisions. She stated the doctors she worked with at the center often said regarding their patients, quote, we are building the plane while we are flying it, unquote. Yeah, she has some incredible statements in her affidavit that she presented to the Missouri Attorney General, who now is opening a multi-agency investigation into this so-called gender clinic. She says, Jamie did, quote, almost everyone in my Mm -hmm. life advised me to keep my head down, but I cannot in good conscience do so because what is happening to children is morally and medically appalling. Obviously, it's risky for her, considering that, as I said, she describes herself the way she does. But she worked in this clinic for four years, thinking she was helping, but now she realized what was happening is these kids are being permanently harmed. She says the way the American medical system is treating these patients is opposite of the promise we take to do no harm, Instead, we are permanently harming the vulnerable patients in our care. Can you imagine telling children to get on a plane while they're still building it? I mean, that's what's happening. It's all experimental um, stuff they're doing on them, uh, you know, puberty blockers and and surgery to take off their healthy body parts, thinking that's going to solve their problem with their confusion. That's all something they should not be flying on. (laughs) Well, Jamie spent years in the medical field before joining the gender clinic. She was surprised, she said, by the near complete lack of formal protocol for treating children. She said the clinic's physician co-directors were the sole authority and the ones who established a self-dealing routine to ensure patients kept coming. She said to receive, quote, transition treatment. Patients needed a letter from a therapist. The clinic gave form letters to hand-pick therapists. The children only had to visit the therapist once or twice to get puberty blockers and hormones, and the clinic then tried to keep parents in the dark about 
these life-altering decisions. You know, it's just horrible. And thankfully, the Missouri Attorney General and a couple of other agencies are doing an investigation into this this center, let's call it transgender center. And this is just one of, what, over 100 that are in the United States. So this is a great uh, precedent that's going to be set, hopefully. But she did an affidavit, and some of the things that she that she has witnessed is just horrifying. I mean, she said the center tells the public and parents of patients that the point of puberty blockers is to give children time to figure out their gender identity, but the center does not use puberty blockers for this purpose. Instead, the center uses puberty blockers just until children are old enough to be put on cross-sex hormones. And doctors at the center always prescribe cross-sex hormones for children who have been taking puberty blockers. Yeah, she said that within just a two or three visits, children would be on their way to being chemically sterilized with drugs that have serious side effects, which are these puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones. She said repeatedly patients coming to the clinic had serious mental health conditions that the clinic ignored. The kids had, among other things, depression, anxiety, ADHD, eating disorders, and obesity. Many were previously diagnosed with autism or had autism-like symptoms, and this is significant because a 2022 British publication notes that one-third of the, quote, transition, close quote, seekers had autism. Worse yet, Jamie's patients often declared that they had disorders that no one, including the doctors themselves, believed the children had, like Tourette's, tick disorders and multiple personalities. The doctors themselves privately recognized these false self-diagnoses as a manifestation of social contagion. Now, social contagion, according to the Oxford reference, is defined as the spread of ideas, attitudes, or behavior patterns in a group through imitation and conformity. It is also called behavioral contagion. In fact, A recent article in Psychology Today agrees with this definition and notes that social contagion often leads to spats of aggressive or self-injurious behaviors. She noted that there were groups of girls arriving at the same time from the same school, yet the doctors dismissed her concerns when she repeatedly brought these concerns to their attention. These kids, she also said, had little understanding of what they were doing to their bodies, and the parents were obviously kept in the dark. I mean, these are children. You're you're talking children making these kind of decisions. For example, she said a patient had her breast removed. The surgery was performed at St. Louis Children's Hospital. Three months later, the patient contacted the surgeon and asked for her breast to be put back on. However, if a proper assessment had been performed before the procedure, the doctors could have prevented this patient from undergoing this irreversible, life-changing surgery. Yeah, Jamie said that her heart wept Mm. for these children who came back, sometimes within just months of surgery, just like you're saying, Holly, desperately wanting their bodies back. They realized that, that wasn't the answer. They realized that wasn't the answer. Jamie was told in no unequivocal terms to get on board or get out. She finally left the clinic, but she is not going away silently. This individual has now contacted the state of Missouri's Republican governor and attorney general for help 
in banning these surgeries and cross-sex hormone treatments for children. She understands, she said, that the LGBTQ plus community to which she belongs will likely shun her, but the future, she said, of these children is far too important for her to stay silent. She said some critics described the kind of treatment offered at places like the Transgender Center where I worked as a kind of national experiment, Jamie says. You know, but this is, this is an experiment on children. Oh, yeah. She said, but that's wrong. Experiments are supposed to be carefully designed. Hypotheses are supposed to be tested ethically. The doctors I worked alongside at the Transgender Center said frequently about the treatment of our patients, quote, we are building a plane, like you said, while we are flying it. You know, in, in just two years, from 2020 to 2022, the center initiated medical transition for more than 600 children. That's 600 children. About 74% of those are biological females. These procedures were paid for mostly by private insurance. But during this time, it was her understanding that the center also billed the cost for these procedures to state and federal publicly funded insurance programs. It's unbelievable. Taxpayer money. So many people have been injured by this. Walt Heyer is one of the early voices who went down this road getting bad advice and became a believer, was fortunate to finally get some good Christian-based counseling. He has a ministry now to help people, and he has a book about regret, how so many people that he is counseled with regret, or they stop before they get too far. They stop after the medications just before they go through the surgeries, and then others go through the surgeries, and then when they do that, they realize they made a mistake, that this wasn't the fix to their mental problems. But by that time, I mean, now they've taken off body parts, healthy body parts. The doctors that remove healthy body parts because you want them removed, like breast or other healthy body parts like that, they ought to lose their license. What I part mean, of the Hippocratic Oath is that? I mean, that they ought to lose their license, especially on these young people. They ought to lose their license uh, this is criminal, and it's unethical. Go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org forward slash help kids. We're fighting for counselors and clients and their children and minors and families to make sure that they get the kind of counsel that they need, lc.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved.